0: The opinions and views expressed in this video are purely for entertainment purposes and not for investment advice. Good afternoon, goons. We're back mm-hmm. again for another episode of Jack of All Trades. I'm here with Kaylin and, of course, Sam. And I've got some new lights going on in the background, so pretty, pretty <laughs> stoked about that. <laughs> um, Did you always have those? I had this lawn, garden lawn light that was like... Oh, stunning. okay. Because I got one of those, too, in the corner here. Change the lights. Yeah. That's what it, yeah. That's what it, that's kind of like that. <laughs> but then, um, I was on Amazon, I saw the, the set that was for sale. It was like, so the one that's hitting my face, and then there's one in the background too. It was like 200 bucks mm-hmm. or so. I, I always wanted one. So, I'm like, yeah, they're expensive, man. Like, mine's just like a
1: little post light that changes colors. I think it's like two 200, or 250 bucks.
0: Oh, I know. So, apparently, LEDs are made in the same facility with very similar equipment as semiconductors, like CPU chips. Oh, really? So, so that's why they're like, uh, they're not cheap. Yeah, I got lights
1: in everything, man. My speakers have LED, my mouse pad, my mouse, my keyboard, my desk, and my computer. <laughs> All have their own LED systems.
0: Why am I too, so late to this? Like, I just discovered everybody's starting to do this now. Oh, dude, I got lights in everything <laughs> in my house. Great. Yeah, I'm gonna. I bought a strip, and <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my like old furniture or whatever. But um, I was looking yeah. at those. I was thinking about putting some behind my TV, but my wife is yeah. just like, no, that's not gonna start creeping into the rest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> she, she,
0: she, nicks, she nicks that eh? yeah yeah so i can up my office as much as i want. oh man that's funny <laughs> so i wanted to talk about bitcoin today um just to let our viewers know i want to talk about bitcoin because it's doing something right now and i want to talk about galaxy because i'm heavy into that and it's looking it's doing something weird and uh it's on looks like it's on the short side so i want to talk to kaylin because he's like the master of that so um so yeah why don't we get started with reading bitcoin Literally, yeah. I got the weekly chart
1: open here on my screen right
0: now. Right. Cool. Cool. And I just noticed. Um, I was just telling you earlier. I just noticed that Bitcoin has never closed above sixty thousand on um on a weekly. Yeah,
2: and so, yeah, It looks like the highest. I can't read it on here. Yeah, probably just a hair under 60.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think if we close tomorrow eight p.m. above sixty, uh, it's going to signal to a lot of institutions that. Uh, bitcoin's here to stay Mm -hmm. right because you dropped like what did we fall off in like may or something like this is it's only been Uh, five months yeah it was
1: may 10th of may was the start of the week where it really so you had two weeks where it sold right off and then we just consolidated for two and a half months and then started coming back up
0: yeah so if we can close with an all-time high at least on the weekly i mean four-month recovery 50 plus percent drop like you know, institutions to be salivating at the uh, the profit potential. The volatility is amazing.
1: Yeah. There's something I wanted to show you. here. I was just looking at
2: this out. I go to the daily line chart. I gotta
1: yeah, say- check this out. This is the best, man. I'm telling you, line chart makes everything super clean. Like, even look at that line, like forty thousand seven hundred. Look at that, like top right there, like like to the dollar. And then same thing here. And then fluttered around, and then when I had that pullback right here, again, like right, right off of it. Just cleans everything up so nice. Like, I don't think yeah. I could train without the line chart. <laughs> but oh, check oh. this out. I was, just, yeah. I was just looking at this. Because this is what I usually do, Like, because obviously you guys know that I'm, I'm pretty short biased on most of my trades. So the first thing that I always like to do is kind of like figure out where the front side and the back side is. Front side being like over top of your uptrend line, back side being below it. And as soon as you're below the back side, that's when you start shorting. Oh, did it break through? But check this out. Yeah, so check this out, look. So that's like right here, this little line at the bottom there, that's like the start of the trend, right? So if you carry that all the way across, look at the way that that lines up. So we came down, we broke through it under here, right? and it peaked into it, like higher peaks into this uptrend line twice, broke down, and then we hit it again one, two, three times here, Tried to break through. Then we had that big rejection down and right now it ripped straight back up, consolidated and now we're finally back through. So as of like basically this week we're front side again of the major move, which is huge because as soon as you reclaim this this line if you're short side, like that's where you should be getting out. Like that's where any smart short would be getting out because now we're back on the front side of the move, so in my opinion it's no longer a short and if you are shorting it's way riskier. Yeah.
0: So that's what I was debating on. I was I, I'm still in bearish mode, but I look at the chart. I'm like, I don't see anything bearish. I mean, the RSI is not not in it's not in a super oversold position. Um, the technicals look good. Like it's it could do a pretty good breakout before a, a pullback.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm not bullish on a lot of things usually. <laughs> it's pretty cynical, <laughs> but like, it was, like I, I wouldn't even be considering shorting this thing up here personally. Like maybe if you were looking to go into like all time highs for a quick move, but like that would be it. Because like this this one right here and Beginning of September, where it broke through and you had that big reject and like I don't know if you can see that, but like if you zoom if you zoom in, like check out the volume candle here, right Like the big red volume candle, that's a big reject candle, right? Like huge compared to the past like few months. So that's when it was tried September to get through. and then it, eh? was that September 1st? Uh, September 7th. okay So that's kind of like where we tried to get through and like if you look at the volume back here, you know for the past like couple months really it was pretty consistent and then this one's like almost twice as big when it got through and then that red candle that rejected it was just huge volume so that's a big reject and then it sold way down here you know below the 250 moving averages and then we just had this straight up move consolidated around the same trend line again and now we're now we're like right through it like we're comfortably through it so like to me that's we're all front side man that's that's all that's all bull right now i don't, I don't think this is bearish anymore at all
0: that movie just described. I just remembered it now because I was playing that live. So if you go back to that, the peak, the the rejection. I remember thinking that a that a, bear, a bull trap was was coming up. So it was like a week or so before the 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 previous peaks. I sold there. I had automatic orders that sold that took profit there. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and then the peak happened. I was like, oh shit! I guess I missed it. And then he got a huge rejection. I'm like, oh, looks like I called that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool how that works. Like that's why that's why up here it looks really nice too because we kind of hit it went underneath and then we actually got over it and bounced off of it. So that yeah. trend line is actually, actually held now and it's worked, right? That's, the, that's, yeah. that's kind of a nice place to get in if you're long is once you see that bounce happen, then, then you're a little bit more comfortable, right?
0: Yeah, I just want to point out to viewers who like, um, are, getting, are just getting started looking at the charts. The volume candles, I know a lot of people, including myself, when I first started, I was like, oh, if it's a red candle, then that means there's probably more sellers. If it's a green, there's more buyers. It's not true, it's the volume's volume. Right. Mm. It's like if, if, the, if, if the candle closed red, that's why the volume bar is red. That's all. Right. So. So yeah. what I actually did was um I turned it all gray because I'm like, I don't need to know red. It's just more confusion. I just I just need to know. Oh, really? Red. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, I, just need yeah to I, still, I still have mine red, like red and green, I should say. Yeah.
1: But yeah, yeah no, it's just like a, it's just a matter of interest. Right. Because you got like this big red candle is a combination of, you know, long selling and short shorting, right? So just, it just shows interest, right? It just shows interest in that one direction, a lot of people getting in. So whatever the, like if we go back to the, the candles, like this range on this day from, you know, open to close, like that range just has a lot of people in whatever position they're in, whether it's shorts getting in or longs getting out or longs buying in at the bottom, there's just, a, there's just a lot of interest in this area. So I think that's why over here, you know, when we kind of, Like you can see, even like at the bottom of this candle, you know, if I draw, like if I go and I draw a line, kind of straight across at the bottom of that candle, that lines up pretty nice. Like we broke through here, and then we we sat on top of that, which is which is you know right where this candle closed, right? Because that's all the interest because of this volume bar. So now we sat on there and we came up, and then up here we do another line, top of that candle that's where we sat right on top of, right? We got we got through this, you know, this kind of high volume zone from back here when it when it failed the breakout. Now we sat on top of it and now we're now we're moving back up. So this this to me signifies a trend reversal.
0: So that's what I actually really liked about this last um little rally. It was like really cautious. You could tell like you could tell there wasn't, it wasn't hype. Like it would go up, break an all time high and then quickly come back down and test support and just kind of, you know, and it would stay there for a few days and then go back up again, just really cautiously like work its way up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like these, these are great things to look
0: for. Like, like if you see a big volume candle,
1: any big volume candle is going to have some level of interest and like, it's usually the wicks are, are kind of good, I think to work off of, but like for the most part, it's the open and close prices that are kind of your key levels. Like, like for me, because I, I never do like super long-term stuff. Like David, I know you do like obviously way longer swings than I do, but like, like the trade for me would be like, okay, this, you know, this thing closed over this bottom bar. So I would buy in here and then I would sell into the top, into the top line, like just play the channel, right? Like that's all you're trying to do or, you know, short near the top and try and cover near the bottom. It's just in the middle is kind of like no man's land. Like that's where you don't really want to touch it. So like if it's already up kind of halfway through and you're thinking about going along, then you just wait and then here now we've gotten over it so now you're in the next level of the channel right so then you can buy above this line and you risk below that line so it's just like once you get those key levels in based on volume that's those are kind of the lines you play off everything in between just just ignore it like if you miss it you miss it
0: do you ever learn the um the candle patterns um i just realized that area you're pointing to earlier because i remember <laughs> there's a bunch of names for them the, the area you're pointing to earlier that's the opposite of three was it three black crows or whatever? So it's like but basically the pattern is the first candle is green and it's small, then it'll it'll, it'll actually start growing and it'll grow into this giant um, it'll grow into this giant engulfing candle. Mm. The three black crows is the opposite version of that, so that's red, so red will start slow and they just dump. I just can't remember what the green one of that's called. but but that was like a very standard like OG um, chart pattern. Oh, yeah, no I, I honestly don't know any of those. <laughs> just I just play based off lines and volume really. I spent like a week learning them and I'm like, you know what? There's too many of these names. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: it depends what you're doing too, right? Like if you're doing like large caps where things are kind of moving a little bit more fluidly, stuff like that, maybe that makes a little bit more sense. Like I just, I just don't think it really applies to like my particular training style as much.
0: Sam's the man. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Not three soldiers. Uh, Kicker.
2: Yeah, I don't know any of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I got i I'll, I'll... You know what? We should, I, Maybe I should do an episode on one of them or cover it a little bit. It's good for me to refresh anyway.
1: Yeah. The only ones that I guess I could say I know are like the dojis, because that just signifies whichever side has the biggest wick, that's kind of the direction it's going to flip around to.
0: Those are the most important. That's the only one that yeah. should, people should care about, and maybe the dragonfly. The dragonfly, the hammers; those are like reversals patterns. You, you kind of want to know those. Dragonfly, I never heard of that. One. Yeah, it's top uh, left, second oh, from yeah. so. So you get the hammer and the dragonfly doji.
1: Oh yeah, 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 Same, right.
0: Yeah. Same and then you get me. the opposite. You get the opposite version on the other side. You get the shooting star and the gravestone, which is just inverted hammers and dragonflies. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love seeing those.
1: I I was using those for the longest time. I didn't know they had like an actual name. I was just like, oh, that's a big, big book. I just call them Big or Big Topwake Candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was you actually. When I was talking to you, you're like, oh yeah, like there's this doji and you're like pointing at it and I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs>
0: is after like three years of me trading. <laughs> uh, this is what I love about trading though, man. You don't need any kind of formal education. It's like if you get it, no. you get it. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like people explain stuff to me all the time. Like, oh yeah, you see this? And
1: they use all this like technical language and I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. And then they'll explain it to me. I'll be like, Oh, that's what that's called? Like this is my name for it.
0: <laughs> you know what I find? I find a lot of people will use technical language to mask how much they don't know or the fact that they don't know. I agree one hundred percent, man. Like anytime people come up to me and they're just like
1: it's like, oh, like yeah, have you looked at the like the Finrod data or that? And then they start like throwing out all these like these technical terms. and like, you don't know what that is and you don't know what this is. And I'm just like, no, man, like,
0: I don't, I, but I, I don't need to. <laughs> Why do I care? You know? The, fu- the funny thing is they'll, they'll reveal themselves because if you just keep asking them questions, eventually they'll they'll put two or two things together that they don't understand that don't belong together and you're like, ah, gotcha.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, you, or, or they kind of like explain something through and like, yeah, because if it does this then it has to do that and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Or someone will tell you some news that they heard on some website and I'm like, no, that's wrong. And then I'll research it and I'm like, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. But um, let, so, yeah, so, yeah, so you're bullish on Bitcoin. You think uh, we got a good chance of going all time high, eh?
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, th- this is a line, like this, this trend line has basically been intact since a year. It's been 12 months. Uh, it, it started in, you know, it started on the 7th of October, 2020 so it's it's respected this trend line for for a year so that, that holds a lot of weight
0: for sure oh i forgot there's um a chart i kind of want to show if you don't mind um, yeah for sure i'm just gonna see if i can pull it up i just don't remember which one because i got like so many versions of TradingView. oh here we go yeah because i so you know me like i go i go balls deep when i look at a chart i look at like the yearly the weekly the monthly i just look through everything its entire history right so yeah. I found a lot of I found a lot of interesting stuff um on um on Bitcoin. First of all, there was a there was that guy, there's that asshole on CNBC. Uh he calls himself chartmaster. Chartmaster. There's a guy in CNBC that calls himself chartmaster. Yeah, like that's actually his actual name that they'll like put up on, on screen and stuff like that. Oh that's um, so lame. Uh, I know. Um, let's see. I call myself the short king. Like <laughs> What the fuck is that all right? Let's see if, yeah, here we go. So, this is the weekly. I want to show, I want to show this. This is when I knew the chart master was wrong because this was back when Bitcoin was oh, around like the midnight. I know it was, Sorry, it was back in the, it's because of that name that I went after on Twitter. I'm like, you're you <laughs> gonna call yourself that and you're gonna be wrong. I'm gonna come after you, yeah. I, I have the screenshot of me ragging on him too, so I drew this. So he basically was showing that Bitcoin was somewhere in like the mid 30s, and he's like, "Oh, it's going to 20,000." And his only reason for 20, saying 20,000 was that it was the previous high. So I ripped on him. I'm mm. like, "So you're telling me the only reason you're saying 20,000 is because that was the previous high? Like that's what you—that's all you've learned in in, uh, in uh, TA in years of TA, and you got mm. a CMT certification, right?" I'm like, "I actually looked at the entire history. These are the last three bull runs." In every one of these bull runs, Bitcoin broke through all-time high and never retraced back to uh, more than 30%, 35% of the previous high. There's always been a gap, 30%, yeah, percent 35%, right? So that was- where, where that's right. We talked about this, I think a couple months ago, we were looking at this too. That's right. I was the only one that I can find anywhere that's posted this that talked about this. And because of this, I'm like, I mean, we've been we've been, looking for, for three months, we've been knocking, <clears throat> excuse me, knocking at that uh, uh, support. but We never broke it helps Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a good sign
1: too, right? Because like normally when you get those kind of breakouts like any time frame, like if it come, I mean, it can come all the way back to the all time highs. Like that's kind of the ideal mm-hmm. buy in spot. But if it, but if it, if it only comes down, it comes down higher. Like a lot of people miss those entries, and that usually makes the move more powerful because guys miss their entries because they're expecting it to come down. Below. And then it starts turning around, and then everybody goes, "Oh crap, I missed it!" And then they start buying in aggressively. Pushes it even fast. Like those moves are a lot more explosive usually than the ones that do come down to the previous highs.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I thought that was interesting. I'm like, so I was pretty solid with uh, with buying in here. That's why I played that reversal. I still to, to this day, I still think I'm the only one that called the uh, called the bottom because everyone's like, oh, it's going to twenty thousand. It's going to twenty thousand. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was I- a good play.
0: And it's not like I I have any more knowledge or skills. It's them. It's just like I just spend a little more time looking at the chart, just getting a little piece of information that people like obviously overlooked. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, like I remember,
1: I was short there, and like I don't I don't usually like chasing weakness, but I did that a little bit. But like by the same token, I cut it for like you know like a two percent loss or something like that. That's play.
0: If I, had I held on. I would have
1: been down a hundred percent.
0: I want to just check something because you drew that line. I think we're still working on the front side. We're still working on the back side right now.
2: Of like overall, yeah,
1: I guess. So shorter. So we're in the we're in the twelve month front side again, but maybe not all time history. Yeah.
0: And, but here's actually, you know part.
1: what? If you draw, if you if you draw it from the very start, like from the very bottom of twenty eleven. This one. No, like the bottom of the actual candles, like the the first
2: red close. Ah, this one. Yeah, I like go from like there, and then go to like uh, pull that down a bit. No, like right, right where it says on that top consolidation where it's eighty-seven to or right under that. Further to the right, to the right. Keep going, keep going, <laughs> keep going, keep going, and yeah, right about
0: there. How's that line up? That's interesting. That's COVID stop there. Stop because like the move, the move that we're in now, those last two bottoms, that's front side of that move that we're in right now. Hey, you good question. You don't look at your chart and log, do you? Um, I don't, I don't usually like play in log, but I like
1: I, I just go back and forth just to give it back. I guess. Because
0: uh, I I'm exclusively logging and it throws a lot of people off, but you read it no problem.
1: Yeah. Like I have a lot of my stuff shown in the log just because it looks like it makes it look less extended and then I'm less inclined to try and sell out of my investments.
0: <laughs> so I have a theory, I think because in the last maybe 20 years or so, monetary expansion has been going crazy that everything's growing exponentially. So like if things are growing exponentially, you can't use a linear chart to track, to track it. It doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, right? sure. You need, um, so that's why I've been using log charts and for like, for stocks that move pretty decently, it's incredibly accurate. Mm hmm. But, you know, it makes
1: a lot of sense for stocks that, like, especially when they're going up in price and going up in price, because if you're looking at all in that same range, like, if you look at something like, I think, like, this Apple or Amazon, do they still show like, like 10 bucks or 20 bucks on their chart? I think. Because if, um, you, if you actually look at that whole range, like, you know, when, it, when a stock is $10 and it goes 10%, it moves a dollar. But now if it's 3000 dollars and it goes up 10%, it's gonna go up, you know, the dollars which is gonna be a much more significant move on the chart, right?
0: Yeah, oh, watch this. This is linear.
2: <laughs>
1: this
0: yeah. Is linear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So but like back in back in
1: 1985, if you had a 10% move, you know, that, you wouldn't even see that on this chart. But right now, if you had a 10% move, just because the price is at 150, 140, it's gonna move a lot more. Right that's that's why it kind of looks weird But uh, that's, a, that's a 10%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you put a 10% down there, you wouldn't even it wouldn't even This is this is why I laugh when like everybody's calling for a bubble. I'm like, what isn't a bubble based on your definition? You're just looking at a pattern app is Apple a bubble?
1: Yeah, but that doesn't make sense <laughs> like, though, right? If you're, if you're looking at a chart and saying it's a bubble just because it's a chart, that's that's irrelevant.
0: It has nothing to do with the company or the economy. Like, just because it goes up really vertically, like, or accelerates in growth, it's like, yeah, maybe the company's doing really great. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it, can, it can just go up there and then just
0: hold for a while. Like, that happens too. Here's Microsoft. That's a log? This is log. Yeah. This era, this was the Steve Ballmer era. So he was the CEO after uh, Bill Gates uh, left. Mm. That's route. wild. Like, I don't think I've
1: ever actually looked at that from 2000 to like almost 2018. hey, had to get back to those highs.
0: Yeah, this was the era, man. Like this is uh, Windows 95. That's when they went boom. They had mm. Windows, and Windows 95, but they peaked here. Uh, yeah, twenty to just before the 2000, the dot com bubble crash, or just yeah, just a oh, year yeah. before that. And it took them what? Almost 16, twenty years. <laughs> twenty years. Yeah. Um, Imagine you're a shareholder. that sucks, that really sucks. But it's a nice, uh, actually, not it's not a cup of handle, is it? It's just a cup, yeah, just kind of
1: cruising along.
0: Hey, see what I was saying before about Bitcoin? I could see it right here, too. It's a little messy, but that is the fulcrum bottom. People don't recognize mm. that, but it's a fulcrum bottom. It's, it's rare, yeah, but it's powerful as hell for sure. It is because anytime you get that bottom, that's
1: you have two things going on. Anybody who's short that's going to chase it. They're waiting for the, for the previous lows to break. When they break, that's when they get in really big. And then as soon as you reclaim really quick, they're all going, oh, shit. And then they're just, especially when you get these slow grinds like that, they're just going to keep covering or they're going to try and keep adding and adding, which eventually is going to force them to cover. It's going to move even faster. And if you're long side and you panic sold on that, then as soon as it bounces back up, now you're all mad and frustrated because it's back up. And then you buy back in probably even bigger.
0: Yeah. So you have both.
1: Like it works on both sides for the for the for the upside.
0: How crazy is that support, man? Nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and nine. Twelve years later, it's it just holds. <laughs> yeah. I love looking at charts, man. It's like better than like playing a video game.
2: Oh, it's the best.
0: <laughs> but oh, so I this is where I need your help with, because um, it's confusing the hell out of me, and maybe. I don't know if it's better to look on your side because I did want to see what if you had any resources in in, in terms of checking uh, short positions, like sh- share, um, short shares. Not on not on Toronto stocks, not on TSX stocks.
1: I can't remember. I can't even actually remember. There is there is a website that I that I had looked at a couple times, but I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head because I I never like I almost never short term trade um, TSX stocks.
0: I know Fintel has something yeah but um but yeah so let's just go with the chart first though so galaxy for those who don't know is it's basically it's like a proxy for bitcoin right they hold bitcoin holdings they're not excuse me they just bought a miner but they're not a miner um what they actually do is they they service institutions so uh Kaylin, let's so let's say you're um a trader at jp morgan and then you get your approval from your boss to start trading in crypto and you want to short bitcoin what do you do you go to uh galaxy you say i want I don't know 100, 100 Bitcoin to, to short. So uh, Galaxy will facilitate that to loan you the Bitcoin.
2: Mm, okay. So they
0: actually have like I think last quarter they reported they had 100 different cryptos and about 1.4 billion uh, out on loan. So they're they're making money. Mm. Um. But yeah, they're So that's what I mean. Like they're a good company. The CEO is like a former Goldman Sachs guy. They're all like they're all ex Wall Street guys. So it's like a very legitimate company. It's unlike it's unlike crypto. And so these guys were my MVP for the year. Like these guys, I made so much money with them. And this move here, if you, if like I'm on the weekly, but if you go into the daily, it moved so technically, man. The, the Fibonacci's, everything was just brilliant. I traded the shit out of this. It was like the best. And then now I'm confused as hell, because throughout this whole time, <laughs> yeah, I throughout this whole time, um, it's basically buying a bull on Bitcoin. If Bitcoin went up 10%, uh, Galaxy would do like 15, 20. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right now, Bitcoin is rallying and Galaxy's is way underperforming. It did like 3%. Let me see. It did like 3% uh, on the day that all other Bitcoin uh, stocks were up like 6, 5, 12, 8. It's like massively underperformed. And so I, I did a little looking and it turns out that starting from June until now, Uh, shorts have been piling in there was something like a couple hundred thousand shares sold short now they're like 1.6 million shares sold short so I'm just trying to figure out what's going on well I mean that could be good and
1: bad right it's good if it goes which makes the move more powerful but they could definitely win too right that's the problem but like it it does look like you kind of had like a little bit of a fake breakdown there right like uh, what is that between like end of July kind of thing yeah like right there we had kind of like a fake breakdown and it recovered. So I mean, there was it looks like there was big volume on that as well. See, like that wow. first candle, yeah, right there, that very first candle that like, closed below those lo- like the previous lows, right there. That's pretty big volume on that. Yeah,
0: yeah, that
1: so, like that. That tells me there's definitely people chasing or panicking out, and then we had the recovery. So you know, depending where people short, right? Like I remember I was telling you in our chat, like the like end of April kind of thing, that consolidation, like that would have been the best spot to short. Um, like to get a good entry in there right up into like kind of the 35s that one, right? 35 36s yeah because you got that big blow off top the two huge red days and then you short pops for that next leg down so anybody that kind of anybody that kind of chased short that secondary breakdown like at the end of july like they're underwater right now but like in my opinion it just kind of depends how many people were up there in the 35 36s because those are the smart shorts
0: I bet you they, they covered here, and they, if anything, they open more here if they're smart, but I'm sure they wouldn't have ridden it or kept holding it, right? It depends. I mean, like, like if it was me, like,
1: because that's that's honestly, like, a pretty, that's a pretty clean pattern, like, for stuff that I would look at. So, like, I would have, I would have shorted, like, in the 35s, covered probably 80% down into the wash into the previous base, and then maybe hit a couple pops, and then, but if I saw that fake breakdown and reclaim, like, I would have just covered everything because then, then it gets a little sketchy after that. But that's just me, right? Like, I'm not...
0: Like, there was two good moves, right? There was this initial short, and then this one here. And then here's where I would have been like, fuck, let's just get out yeah. and stay out.
1: That second one's, like, sketchier, though, man. Like, the first, the, the best one's in the 35, 36 area. That's yeah, the look
0: easy at, money. Look at the, the volume on this area. It's it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, this price was ticking down, but not many people were dumping. And then, like, finally, something had triggered here
1: yeah yeah because like on that reclaim there that's like like right now it's just like it's not doing anything like i can't read that like it's just kind of chopping back and forth
0: so this was the only information i could find on uh, uh short interest i'll have to look once we're done i'll
1: see if i can find that website i used to use for it had like a weird name but it was it's kind of like Finviz for all the U.S. stocks, and it would tell you like the the current short flow percentage and everything on like TSX stocks.
0: Yeah, so yeah, because I I remember looking for this thing and I, I couldn't find like okay, here we go. So like that's I don't want to pay for any of this data, but I mean like I could yeah. obviously th- there's this was th- that this wasn't the site that I initially found. I think it might have been another one called Whale something, but. It basically showed that since July, there's been like a million plus shorts that got added into the stock. And I'm like, but it's fundamentally pretty strong and it's got Mm -hmm. uh, quite a few catalysts ahead. So I'm like, maybe it was just a technical play. Like you see something on the charts and they went for it, but I I don't know. Do you see anything? Right now, I don't see anything, man. Like I wouldn't touch this on either side personally. Like it's got to pick a direction. Like it just confused me. I'm like, I understand shorting volatility, but why would you short when this asset is already 50 or like look how look how look how much down it is from all-time highs it's 50 something percent like 50, yeah. 50 percent. Like now you can going to open up a short
2: depends on the time frame right could be an intraday
1: could be an intraday play
0: i guess so this thing's kind of volatile
2: yeah yeah
1: like if it's moving two three bucks in a day like easily you could you could play that thing every day short if you see the right setups but on this time, like on this time frame on the daily, I don't like, I wouldn't short that with those kind of ranges. Like you're, you know, you're looking to make a dollar or two and you're going to risk a dollar or two. That's a
0: terrible trade. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all I need to know. Cause I'm like, this is, this one was confusing the shit out of me. Yeah. Still got a while to reclaim, but.
2: Yeah. Well, I just watched that line, right?
0: What's, sorry, what's that?
1: Yeah, just watch that line, like that uptrend line, because that 35, like that 32 to kind of 35 area, that's going to be probably a big interest,
0: because if you look at the volume on that, in that area as well, on the, on the chart, Let's that's where out. most of your positions are probably open. Let's check out my VPVR. I love this thing. Yeah, it looks like it'll run into, like 31's a good target, then after that, it's bullshit, mm-hmm. bullshit, bullshit, and then maybe 33, and then just pure resistance. Yeah. Yeah. See so 34 on the
1: volume profile. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. like about 32,
1: 34 range. It's great. I know volume pro volume profile for anybody that doesn't know what it is. It can be a very helpful tool. Basically that tells you just how much volume is traded in a specific price range, not on a specific day. Yeah. So that'll, that'll help you. That'll help you get uh, areas of interest. So like right now you can see, we have like a ton of volume in the, you know, 23 area. So that tells you that that's a pretty big, that's a pretty significant area. And then below that, it looks like the next biggest volume chunk is maybe around like, right, and then above it's maybe thirty-four.
0: Yeah, it's just a good so, tool to compare it to like the candles. You're like, okay, well, it's like there's a lot of resistance here. And then if you see a lot of volume there, it's like, okay, well, I guess a lot of people are are took took bad positions here, whatever it is, and they're ready to sell. So so that's yeah. what could be resistance and whatnot.
1: Yeah, that's a really helpful tool. If you can line up the peaks on the volume profile with like a really clear um support or resistance level and that's probably going to be that should be your main area of
0: interest i'm gonna give people one of my um one of my tricks right now i mm-hmm. love matching this thing up with um fibonacci's because when i can get like look at that 618 is undefeated i fucking love this thing <laughs> anytime you're gonna like re, uh, you're gonna it's um you're gonna pull back the 618 level and the six, uh, to 65 percent, it's like undefeated and if you look at match it with the volume there's like not a lot of price action in this area so it makes sense that it would go here and then there would be buyers here yeah okay. and look cool. at that it hit it broke so look it bounced from 615 it went up came back down hit the five and now it's going to go up and i bet you later on it's going to come back down to the three it's just ridiculous how but but i was going to say like my favorite is when one of these lines matches up with the volume i'm like that's a freaking magnet it's like an electric yeah. magnet that's
1: yeah, the best man the more you can combine the better like if you get like two or three of your own personal indicators that you use lining up in the same spot, that's that's my. Yeah.
0: So you want to wrap this episode up?
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know, probably a half hour.
0: Cool. Um, I do so... want to just point out about the Fibonacci tool. It's powerful. It's great. But the trick is knowing where to pull the tops and bottoms. And that that, that that's why I went through like thousands of hours of charting just to see, just to be able to recognize. Because here's a good question, right? Do you pull from the close or do you pull from the wick? And mm. which, which, which high, right? Cause there's, there's waves. Like I knew to pull it from here, but there's a reason. So like, uh, this is what a lot of people need to get. Like you can go and buy like somebody's package or education material or try to like copy someone's style off like a forum. But like, we talk about this a lot. There's a lot in the background that you, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a I s- I sent both of you guys my million dollar formula yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You did. don't see that though. And I guarantee you I'll screw up using it too. I'll end up like losing oh, my shirt. Sure. Kaylin, <laughs> <laughs> You'll call me and be like, I just lost everything. <laughs> you, you did be dirty, you bastard. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, right. Let's wrap this one up. It's a good again.
2: Thanks for watching. All right, take care.